If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today and please gamble responsibly. Hello everyone and welcome into another episode of Sports Betting by Dummies. I am your host, Patty Parlays. And joining me, as always, the guy of guys, our football expert, our hockey expert, our expert expert, Connor. Connor, welcome in. The title is growing. It is. It is. That's that's kind of my goal every time is to just make it so it's longer and more impressive every single time. It's going to be the whole episode eventually. Be careful. That's that's my goal to get to the point where Connor's introduction takes 15 minutes of the episode up, just getting that in there. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And our guy, Diz, our voice of God, he will be joining us here shortly, so don't worry. You guys will get your fill-in of your Diz that you've missed on Monday. All right. Before we get started, I want to talk to you about the dailystakes.com. Guys, I can't tell you how much, uh, how awesome this website is, how helpful it is. We've had members of the Daily Stakes crew on here. We love when they're on there. They're so informational. They're so smart. And they have a wonderful website that condenses all of the knowledge and information you need to make educated betting decisions in one single website on one single page. Go to thedailystakes.com. You also, so maybe you're not sure. Maybe you're not sure you're ready to spend money on on this product or even on gambling itself. Do the one week trial for a dollar. You can pay a dollar. I mean, you've spent dollar on worse things. I know I have. You spend a dollar. You see if you like it. See if you can even make your money back. And then if you do, then great. You can use that money to buy a monthly subscription. A monthly subscription just costs $30 unless you go and use the promo code DUMB, D-U-M-M, then you can get 20% off your first month. So you're already saving money by using that promo code, and then you can make enough money using thedailystakes.com, and then you're off and running, and you're we're in good fortune. So again, thedailystakes.com, promo code DUMB, D-U-M-M. All right, Connor. Diz doesn't have a daily fantasy lineup, so let's jump right into that. It is Thursday night football tonight, so of course we have daily fantasy for everyone. It is the Patriots versus the Falcons. Connor, why don't you go ahead and start us off with your lineup? All right, so MVP, one and a half points. Uh, going Mac Jones here. Just want to go with the solid pick is my MVP. I wasn't sure who to pick. Who knows who they're going to decide to throw the ball to. Uh, sounds like Patterson's going to be out. He was on my squad and doesn't sound likely to start. Then I'm going to uh, Kyle Pitts, probably most solid pick on the Atlanta team, I would say, over Matt Ryan. Uh, Pitts has been there consistently. He's always, uh, hands are like glue to the ball every week. I like it. Connor likes wide receivers and tight ends that can catch. None of this drop pass bull crap. Right. I'm an Eagles fan. I see that too much. (laughs) All right. Which is why I did not choose Nelson Aguilar for tonight. Uh, let's see. Staying with Atlanta, uh, I chose the receiver Gage. Uh, he's going to be what sounds like the number one uh, other than uh, Pitts. So, yeah, I guess number two. <laughs> uh, number one receiver on the team, but I'd say number two overall behind Pitts. Uh, then the last two players are New England, classic Hunter Henry, so I'm going two tight ends here. And then uh, Myers, I'm going with for New England. I just looked at uh, the point value that he provided last week and went based off of that for my final pick. So nothing too crazy. Yeah, this one was a, a tough one for me as well. It, it just kind of is like no one really stood out of the pack. You know, not, not really someone where I'm like, oh, I definitely need this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should be an interesting night tonight, and especially with a team like the Falcons, where no one really knows who's going to show up on what week or what day for that team. 
or if anyone's going to show up at all. Like it could be that, or and then with with the Patriots, it seems like a different guy every week is going off for them. So uh, a t- tonight might be an interesting for daily fantasy for sure. Or you could pull a Calvin Ridley and just not show up at all. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Here's bombs. So for me, MVP, I also went with Mac Jones. Like you said, I originally had Cordero Patterson in this slot. Um, I, I would have loved to go Cordero Patterson, but it does seem like he's not playing tonight. He He's recovering from a concussion. It's a short week for them. And then also, um, you know, it just seems that uh, if he's not cleared to play just yet, I would assume they're not going to play him. Um, so if you if you have Cordell Patterson in your daily fantasy lineup, keep an eye on that injury report because it may be like a hour, half an hour before the game time, before the game starts when you uh, find out if he's playing or not. I just didn't want to worry that much about it, so I switched it and went over to Mac Jones. My next person... And I'm going to totally butcher his name, but I'm going for it. Alamide Zacchaeus. Okay? Now, first off, fantastic name. Probably best name in this game going tonight. That's that's a big factor for me. I love a good name. Uh, second, he actually leads all Falcons wide receivers in targets. If you don't count Cordero Patterson as a wide receiver... I count him as a running back. Connor saw something that made him a wide receiver. He technically receiver. he technically lines up in both positions. Pick your poison for a pure only just wide receiver. Zacchaeus leads the Falcons in targets. He also tied Kyle Pitts for the most targets on the team last week in a single game. So I love that. And then two weeks ago, he actually scored two touchdowns for the Falcons. So. I think Matty Ice is starting to trust him and starting to figure him out a little bit. I think he will get fed more, and I think we could see a big night from Zacchaeus. Then I also went Hunter Henry. Um, So this one's kind of a spite pick for me. So I had Hunter Henry in a fantasy league. I traded him for Cordero Patterson as someone that was light on the running back position like I was. And I had two good tight ends, so I traded Hunter Henry. And then since then, he has scored three touchdowns in three games. So he's been on a mission. He's a red zone favorite for Mac, clearly. Um, so I, I, I think we could see some big numbers again from him tonight. Just just because I traded him away in fantasy, and he's probably going to have like the best second half of a season a tight end's ever had. Okay. Um. Then I also went Kyle Pitts, plain and simple. He, he's the Falcons' best player on the field. I mean, there's just really no dis- disputing it. And then my last pick, I went Damian Harris. So he was out last week for the Patriots, but in the last five games that he has played, he has scored six touchdowns. Dude is on a mission. They like to feed him. The Patriots have been on a mission. I expect another big night from Damian Harris. I'm just worried about splitting reps. Yes. They're still concerned about his concussion. Yes. And and uh, Stevenson, in his absence, and Damian Harrison's absence last week, he went off. I believe he had two touchdowns himself. Um, so, yeah, that, that could be a slight concern, if you will. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Diz isn't here yet, but uh, let's go ahead and discuss college football, the top 25 matchups for this week, Connor. All right. I'm going to save the the main one for when Diz gets on because Diz is a Big Ten fan. He is an IU fan, and that game directly involves IU. And no – IU is not a top 25 ranked team. So no, we will not be talking about IU on this episode, but uh, there is some IU talk involved in that one game. So we'll, we'll save that one for last. Uh, Arkansas at Alabama, Alabama is 21 and a half point favorites. Um, 
I, I don't have a great feel for this game, Connor. Um, I, I used to always just blindly take Alabama in the points. I mean, in years past, Alabama would just run away from anyone and everyone in every competition, every game. They'd make it to the championship game or the playoffs no matter what, and then uh, that's that's when their season really started. But uh, it's it's been different this year for Bama. Um, and – I, I lean taking Bama in the points, but uh, I'm not sure they can cover more than three touchdowns. So uh, I think I'm staying away from that one. All right. I have no argument here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. And then this one. So Oregon at Utah. Utah's three-and-a-half-point favorites. Oregon's ranked third in the country. Utah's ranked like 20-something. And yet, Oregon is the underdog in this matchup. Um, I, I, I don't. It that doesn't make sense to me. Um, I, I think that them getting more than a field goal is just ridiculous. If it was a pick'em, maybe I would consider taking Utah. But the fact that Oregon's getting three and a half. Um, I, I lean Oregon because I, I think if Utah does win, it's going to be a field goal. It might be like a last-second field goal to pull off the upset. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take the Ducks and the points in that one. No arguments here, once again. Once again. Where the heck I'm is, not vetoing it. Where the heck is Diz? Let's see. Hopefully he shows up sooner rather than later, but uh, we'll go ahead and tackle this last one, even though I really wanted to wait for him for this one. Well, you, you can hold off on it for just a moment. Or if you recall from the last episode, I had a question about another division for you. Ah, so you we're going to wait for the last one for college football preview, and you're going to give me the uh, division. Yep, since uh, you want Diz to hear this last college football so, I asked you last time about the Chiefs. Is it their time to uh, pull away? Yep. And we both had agreed last time that uh, they're basically going to run away with it at this point. Hands down, no quarrels, no questions, right? So, I was looking at the NFL standings while I was asking you that, and I was like, oh, I have an even juicier one to pick from. So, similar situation. They're all fairly close to one another. Uh, first place, uh, the separation between first and second place, I think, is one and a half, or first and last place is one and a half games. And it's the Ravens division. Yeah. Yeah. Is anyone going to pull away in this division? Are the Ravens going to start coming back to the mean? They just lost to the uh, Dolphins. And they play to their competition every week, and eventually that catches up with you, I think. But not 100% sure who I feel confident about winning this division at this point. Last place is the Browns at 5-5, five and five, and the Ravens are in first, 6-3. and three. So that's the AFC North, correct? Yes. Okay, here's, here's the thing. Now, I, I don't pretend to know. Well, I do pretend to know a lot. That, that, was, that was a bold-faced lie. Um, but to me, I think this, this division is going to come down to the last week of the season. It typically does. Sometimes you even get two to three, uh, teams from that division in there. Uh, but I, I think, uh, who, who's going to win that division? Um, hmm. I, at the beginning of the season, I chose the Steelers, right? Um, yep. I, Five I, and three. I don't. I and don't. Have to I don't hate the Steelers. The thing that worries me about the Steelers is them staying healthy. Um, you know, they they just tied the Lions. Uh, Big Ben's out with COVID. Their their best defensive players are hurt. Their their best wide receivers are hurt. You know, I I just worry especially even with this additional game in there that they can't stay healthy enough to uh, sustain or survive, if you will. Mm -hmm. 
the Browns the Browns have been banged up as well. They they haven't had Hunt for a few weeks. Chubb has been off and on. I mean, they do have our boy Dearness Johnson, um, but uh, I I oh, gosh. I, I think it's I think it's the Ravens this year, to be honest with you. Just just because the the typical knock on the Ravens is they're they can only run the ball, they can't pass. But this season they are showing they can pass despite the fact that they uh still don't have like a good wide receiver crew other than Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. Um okay. so I, I think the Ravens with their capability of being able to pass the ball kind of makes their offense more two-dimensional than it has been in the past. And, yeah, they do play to their competition, but I think they have shown this year that they can even come back and win some games if they have to, and they do find ways to win usually. I could see them, if they win the division, go to the playoffs, I could see them losing to a wild-card team first week. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. A wasted, wasted playoff spot. I no, think it'd be wasted on the Ravens. <laughs> no, no arguments for me there. I don't think they're good enough to make a deep run into the playoffs, but I, I think they're good enough to win that division with the state that division's in. Does the uh, Green Blob Voice of God have a opinion or a hot take on this? Who's going to run What's away up, with fellas? the AFD North? What's up, fellas? I'm a late ad. I apologize. Crazy day. Uh, who's going to win the AFC North? Yeah. Yes. Um, I I want to think the Bengals are going to bounce back, and they were the great team I thought they were three weeks ago. Because I think the Ravens are garbage, I think the Steelers are garbage, and the Browns aren't healthy. So I'm going Bengals. Okay, so same take as the Browns, uh, with uh, Addy there. They can't stay healthy. But uh, I yeah, I was really hoping Bengals or Browns would be able to pull this out. Uh. I think the Bengals have the best chance of keeping up with the Ravens. Steelers just something seems very off about the Steelers for me to choose that they're going to run away with this or just sneak into the playoffs in general. I would agree. Big Ben's not the Big Ben of old. It's time to move on. Yeah, but I don't think Mason Rudolph is that answer either. No. I'm kind of shocked that they did not go with uh, Dewey uh, Haskins. Yeah. Yeah. I am shocked that they did not go with him. I know it was preseason, but he looked amazing in preseason. He was going up against starters and was still slinging the ball. So I am shocked that he was not the number two quarterback. Can I just say, why is Gardner Minshew not playing right now? Can we find a way to get that man's in a, in a football game? I mean, we've seen Mike White, Josh Jackson, Geno Smith, Mason Rudolph. Like, where's, Where's my boy Gardner at right now? We're Flacco's getting throws. Get we get, get Minshew on. Get Minshew in the field. You know who would love to see Minshew even more than you? <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> I would love for him to start for the Eagles. You're not believing in Jalen Hurts? No, no, no he's not. No. I, he's been alive. Jalen can run the ball very well. Do not give that ball any airtime with Jalen Hurts behind it, though, because it's going right to the other team. He is a garbage pocket passer. The Eagles won their game on Sunday, and Connor still like Jalen Hurts is trash. Would you rather have Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz as your starting quarterback right now? Carson Wentz. Okay. Hands down, Carson Wentz. I I was a. I was upset that he left the Eagles, but I get it. He needed a fresh start. The team needed a fresh start. I really wish we did not get rid of Doug Peterson. I was highly upset that we got rid of Peterson and then Carson Wentz. If we would have got rid of Wentz first, I think we would have given Peterson another go at it. I'm feeling better about Sirianni, though, but Hertz has not really stepped up as much as I wanted to. There's a reason we're running the ball significantly more now and winning games because of it. Well, there you have it. Good question, Connor. You were able to bridge the gap between Diz getting on and me talking about this last college football game on the slate. So, uh, Michigan State at Ohio State. Uh, Diz, do you have a guess as to what the spread is in that game? Um, Is it at Ohio State? It's at Ohio State. 
Um, I'm guessing Ohio State by nine and a half. Add 10 to that, Diz. It's Ohio State minus 19 and a half. Sheesh. Why? Is uh, is the uh, Heisman guy out for Michigan State? Nope. No, it's not. And I'll tell you why it's 19 and a half and why Ohio State will cover that 19 and a half. Certified cover boys, not going to like it. But I, I told Connor, we went through the other top 25 matchups. I said, Diz has got to be on for this one because if anyone's going to give me flack for this or have a conversation with me about this, it is this game and this spread. But I am so on Ohio State minus the 19 and a half. So, Diz, Pat. What? Pat. What? This was the exact spread State. We're hammering that Penn State would not lose by three touchdowns. You think you think Penn State's a better team than Michigan State? Uh I think they could be. I think Michigan Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I also think Ohio State every week shows that they're getting better and better. Uh, so ev- everyone, and including Diz on this, is hearing that this game is is too many points for Ohio State to cover, right? Um, especially between the seventh and the fourth ranked team in the nation. Like that's absurd, right? Three three positions different, yep. and we're talking nineteen and a half points. But it is absurd. First off, this just shows you how little parity there is in college football. Shout out to my boy, T.Y., because he preaches this all the time. And as much as I want to give him crap and tell him he's wrong, he's absolutely right. It's always Ohio State. It's always Alabama. It's always another team in the SEC. There's the same people always at the top because they always recruit the best. They have the best coaches. They have the best players. And this is just that kind of situation. Yeah, Ohio State can blow them out and – money because they lost they won by 17 i totally agree with you i don't think your take is wrong but 19 and a half points is nuts Diz, as we know both teams played iu and i believe and both no. of them played at iu that no <laughs> it does not that what? is not they both... that is not what we're going to use to bet on teams playing each other that is not what we're going to use i use the mean that is not what we're going to use. It's it's common opponents. People use common opponents all the time. It's and you're telling me that Tuttle didn't play in both games? Of course he did. IU did not you, change drastically. Think, what Connor? Do you think IU is consistent enough to use as that deciding factor? You think they're consistently the same team every week? Yes. Now one week significantly, but okay. I'm just saying, I I don't watch IU. Right, right. This season, IU has been consistently bad, okay? Are you kidding me? What? You said said we'd beat Cincinnati if it wasn't for a targeting call. I don't care. Yeah, that that was like week two, and now we're the past like six weeks, we haven't shown any kind of life or promise. And in week two, we had Penix. We do not have Penix. In these last, in these two matchups, Penix was worse than Tuttle. No, you were out of your. Well, maybe, but the why team... are we using IU as the common opponent? That's all I'm saying. I don't want to fight with you. I just think 19 and a half points is nuts, and you can't use IU as the common opponent. I can and I will. Okay, and and it's a garbage team. Common opponents work if it's a good team you're referencing. Possibly, but nonetheless. Ohio State will cover this 19 and a half. They might win by three touchdowns. They might win by five touchdowns. But Ohio State will cover this spread. I don't think Michigan State's that good, Diz. I mean, just plain and simple. I don't think Michigan State's that good. You just don't think they're good? I don't think Michigan State is that good. I don't think they should be a top 10 team. I don't think they should even be close to being in the playoff conversation. Um, I, I Honestly, I don't. And I think Ohio Didn't State at Michigan? home. Do so you think Michigan is good? I am. I am not sold on Michigan. I I don't know what to expect from Michigan. I think Michigan should have beat Michigan State, um, but the fact that they didn't—that's that's a real ball buster. Um, but also, you know, looking at the college football playoff committee, even though Michigan State beat Michigan, Michigan is still ranked higher than Michigan State. 
So clearly there has to be something there that says even though Michigan State beat Michigan, Michigan is still the better team. I you have you have ground there, but you haven't said anything that sold me that Ohio State's going to win by three touchdowns. I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State won by three touchdowns, but I think statistically you have to take the seventh best team in the country to not lose by twenty. I I don't know. I I honestly. So your argument is they're not the seventh best team in the country. That is that is part of the argument. Yes, but also the argument is the parity in the league. I think the seventh ranked. Uh, there's that much of a differential between the seventh ranked team in the nation and the fourth ranked team in the nation in college football. I, Are there I think, any other top twenty five matchups this week? Yes, Arkansas and Alabama. What's the difference there? 20, What's Arkansas? Twenty one and a half. Okay. But uh, as I mentioned to Connor, Alabama isn't the Alabama of old. Um, they've already lost once this year, and they're not blowing teams out as regularly as usual. Kind of like Ohio State? Nope. Ohio State's been running through teams. Um, so is Alabama. But Bama hasn't, though. Bama hasn't been covering spreads all year. They, okay, I'm running through their games. Okay, they won by 56 last week. They won by four against LSU. They won by 28 against Tennessee. They won by 40 against Mississippi State. They lost to A&M. They beat Ole Miss by 21. They beat Southern Miss by 40. I'm just saying, Alabama and Ohio State are the exact same argument. You can't say Alabama is not the Alabama of old because Ohio State is not the Ohio State of old if you make that argument. So give me plus 19.5. I came on this pod late. I had no best bets. But you just gave me one out of spite. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to find. There's something I'm looking for. Is this a live fact uh, check? Kind of. <laughs> All right, Diz. So, uh, what does that say? Um, I wish it would just give me a straight number, but. Bama covered the spread one, two, three, four, five, six games this season. Out of? Ten. That's pretty damn good to be favored by 30 every single game. How much? How many times has Ohio State covered the spread? Let's look that one up. That's what I'm looking Five out of ten. So less. Call it. Whatever. I'll take my Ohio State. Also, Diz, what do you call think about, it? What do you think about Oregon being three and a half point underdogs at Utah? Uh, I don't know how good Utah is. How good is Utah? Well, Oregon's ranked third in the country. Utah's ranked like twenty third. Gotcha. Uh. If Oregon was anything, are we hammering Oregon money line? What's the what's the money line value? I I don't know. I took Oregon plus the three and a half because I think there is a a world where Utah wins that game, but I think if they win it, they're winning it by a last second field goal. But uh, Oregon money line, let's see, plus one thirty four, not great value for an underdog, but I mean, great value for the number third ranked team in the country. True. Very true. All right, gentlemen, let's review our dumbest dummy picks from Monday. I went, uh, Oh, for three. Um, no, no further comments at this time. Uh, Connor, how did your dumbest dummy bets do? Went two and one really turning things around. Nice. Pretty good. And, the. One of the two that I hit was at plus value. It was a boost. Me a lot. There you go. Love it. Um, and then obviously Diz wasn't on Monday's episode, so he didn't have anything. Um, hey, you know how I beat you in this dumbest dummy competition, Pat? Go on. I let you lose. Wow. <laughs> okay. You going on three and me going O for O. Is that, a big win for your boy. That is true. That's a big win for everyone except for me. However, tonight, when I hit this one that you're about to hear about, 
you guys are both screwed because how did I, Connor? How did I win last month's competition? I do want to say uh, no need to worry, Diz. He said the same exact thing on the last one. That is uh, true. The, uh, that is true. <laughs> the right. last last month was your uh, five and a half uh, over parlay. That's right. I hit one big one, and then I smooth sailed my way to the rest of the competition. I got all month to hit the big one. I just got to get there. So, right, living on a prayer. I hear it. That's right. I'm joking. That's right, baby. All right. My competition bets for tonight, I got three for you fellas, and they're all in the NFL. I'm not, not going crazy in anything other than the NFL. Number one, Damian Harris or Kyle Pitts to score the first touchdown at plus 460. Uh, this is a boost on FanDuel, and honestly, I think there's a very high chance that either one of these two score first. They're arguably the two best players for either team. Um, arguably, again, you, you might be able to sway me one way or the other, but especially if Patterson's out for the Falcons, um, you, you got to think Pitts is going to be the guy. And then uh, Damian Harris, you know, Patriots get down to the one-yard line, and then they just run the ball with Damian Harris. It is what it is. Picking a running back for a first touchdown score is always a decent option, and getting at plus 460 value is, I'll take that any day of the week. I do admit that I did take this boost as well. Yeah. Not as my uh, competition bet, but I did take it. Just in general. Bet together, win together. Yeah. All right. This next one, and uh, I'm going Kendrick Bourne, 50-plus receiving yards at plus 194. Now, Kendrick Bourne is one of the wide receivers for the New England Patriots. He has hit the 50-yard mark in 5 of 10 games this season, which 5 of 10, halfway there, not great necessarily. But Atlanta ranks 17th in pass yards given up per game, and I just think Atlanta, Atlanta's defense in general is just not very good. Um, and also Bourne is coming off a game last week where he had 98 yards. So um, I, I think – him and Mac are developing a relationship. I think they're going to keep it going. And I think uh, 50 yards is definitely doable. And at plus value, I just, I had to jump on it. And finally, the one that everyone's been waiting for, the, the, the so-called big one, the one that's going to propel me to another month, another victory. Our guy, Olamide Zacchaeus. Two plus touchdowns tonight at plus thirty four hundred. Tonight is his night. The announcers will learn his name. Everyone listening to this podcast will learn his name, and I sure as hell will learn his name because this man's is getting two plus touchdowns tonight. Can you learn his name before you bet on him? That should be a new rule. You'd that, be hosed, man. Yeah, no, then I would never be able to make a bet. I, I, I included him, Diz, on my daily fantasy, and I, the first thing I said is he has the best name in the game tonight. Uh, okay, you're probably right. I yeah. was gonna, who's playing Falcons and Patriots? Uh, Patriots. What's his name again, or how did you pronounce it, assuming you pronounced it wrong? Olamide Zacchaeus. Nice. Nice. It's a great name. It's a good name. And he had two plus touchdowns two weeks ago. People forget. All right. Uh, Diz, do you have any competition bets? Of course. Lay it on us. What, where are we at in the standings? Where are we at in the standings? Oh, I don't have very yes. Many, I, I forgot. So, I don't have very many risky boys. Do I need to make a risky boy? Tell me where we're at in the standings. No, no, no. We're all within one unit. So I am up 1.29 units. Connor is up 2.17 units. And Diz, you said right in the middle at 1.66 units. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, I got three. Um, Martingale tonight. Uh, three by two boost on FanDuel. Two or more three-point field goals made in the first three minutes of the Nuggets 76ers game from minus 130 to plus 100. So $5 Gill, we're back to square one. Over that profit threshold, which my disc stands can rejoice about, uh, juice to do another one there. So then I got 
Xavier plus three and a half against Ohio State tonight. I think these are two good teams. I think these are two good teams, and Xavier is at home. So give me the dog at plus three and a half. And then I didn't have this one, but I'm adding it. Michigan State plus 19 and a half. <laughs> Sorry to get hostile there, but uh, I think it's heinous that seven is 19-point dogs against four. And if that is truly the case, then college football. Then, then we have to, to start. Fixed. We have to start praising Ty like I did, right? We have to finally admit that we finally have to admit that Ty is right about a hot sports take, though. Normally, his hot sports takes are a little up there sometimes. This one might be the one, and if Ohio State covers this this weekend, I think we can officially call that one dead and say he's correct. I always praise T.Y., even if he's not correct. I want him to know that. It's true. Very, very true. Um, So those are my three. The values are not great. I got plus 100, which is even money. Minus 115 on Xavier, plus 3.5, and and then minus 110 on Michigan State, plus 19.5. But I'm confident I'll get two or three of those, and I will gain some units. There you go. And, Diz, I, I want to warn you. I, I told this to Connor. And so last week on Friday's episode, right, I was all over Georgia State beating Coastal Carolina. Right? Yes, you were. You were. That's true. I have found another live dog that I will probably use as a competition bet tomorrow. This This one's a – Seven and a half point underdog that I think should win outright that uh, I'll probably take on the money line tomorrow. So just a little uh, tease and preview for tomorrow's episode. Wow, what a tease. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keeps people coming back. <laughs> All right, Connor, what what do you got for your competition bets? All right, so... Save the best for last. Uh, I've got Golden State Warriors minus eight and a half versus the Cavs and minus 110. Uh, and then I have the Timberwolves minus two versus the Spur. And my last one is going to be Penguins, Leaves, and Lightning to all win at plus 450. You are taking the Canadians over the Penguins. I am disgusted by it. And I will take all three of these favorites. I am I am taking the Canadians tonight. Yes, that is you correct. You shook your head to the Timberwolves minus two. The Timberwolves have been that scary team, I think, against every team. So th- that that game that game was one of the ones that I was like kind of not certain on. So the, the Timberwolves are playing a back to back. So that that's that's kind of like a thing I don't like right off the bat. Um, they actually got a win last night against the spread and outright in a game where they probably shouldn't have. So I'm yep. worried they might kind of regress back to the mean tonight. Um, and then the Spurs, you don't really know what you're getting with the Spurs, though, either. The uh, the Spurs have been pretty good this season about covering the spread, but uh, I, I honestly just have no read or gauge at all for either of those teams. So... Um, I, I did go the other way in that one, but I don't necessarily like think that's the a terrible like pick or anything like that. I thought we were supposed to bet together. What are you doing? Well, I mean, we, did, we didn't consult before, you know, making those picks. I, I still could go in and throw all those in a parlay together and get some money, so we're betting together, winning together. But you know what? Timberwolves are my younger brother's favorite team. I, uh, I did not consult him about this. But, uh, <laughs> well, if it says anything, my other younger brother is a Rockets fan, so I don't think I would choose the Rockets over anybody in the league. That is correct. Yeah, do not do that. <laughs> All right, so I believe that wraps up the competition bets. Let's get into uh, group best bets. And Diz, uh, Connor has a, a question. question. Yeah, Connor has a question for you. Okay. Okay, so you know the Patriots and Falcons are playing tonight. Yep. Don't the spread is it. don't even think uh, about six it. And a half. What? Don't even think about it. Don't think about it. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I am thinking about it. On the Who would, which side of this would you take? I'm not betting on the Falcons. So <laughs> come on. Oh gosh! Not even the cover six and a half is. This is this is a democracy. I know. This is a democracy. If you guys both want it, but I want everyone to know. Patriots 
minus six and a half is a better bet. And that's coming from certified covered boy. Do not bet on Thank the Falcons. You. Don't do it. Don't do Thank it. You. Don't bet on the Falcons. All right. Connor Connor was very heavily on the Patriots for the record. I I was on the Falcons, and I'll tell you why, Diz. So first Hi, Bob. Huh? Why? Okay. <laughs> and and first off, I don't I don't feel great about this bet, so I don't think we would ever use this bet as a best bet. But just let me let me just throw some throw some yeah, stats. You're and really stuff helping your argument already. Hold on, hold on. What, Connor? Do you have something? Yeah. No. Hold on. Hold on. You just said you would never use yeah. this as a best bet. Yeah. But Excuse you walked me? up to me when we were at the gym today, saying, "I think I've got a best bet for us." And I said, <laughs> "That is disgusting." What do you think Diz would say about this? I know. That is how this whole thing sparked. <laughs> so weird things have been happening on primetime games. The underdog in primetime games this season is 14-3 and three ATS. Has the underdog in those primetime games been the Atlanta Falcons? No, but last week it was the Dolphins. I mean, you know. Okay. I'd rather bet on the Dolphins than the Falcons. I'd rather bet on the Texans than the Falcons. I'd rather bet on the Lions than the Falcons because we did, and it worked. I'm not betting on the Falcons. I'm not doing it. You can keep going, but it's – Keep another, going. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get on a tangent. Another, another, another trend. So when you, it's all, it's all about recency bias, right? So teams that covered the previous week versus teams that didn't cover the previous week. This season, the team that didn't cover the previous week is like, or at some point was 35 and 19 ATS. It's not fantastic numbers, but I think it's something we have to. Th- kind of factor into right falcons looked horrific against the cowboys last week the patriots looked like the best team in the league last week against the browns and i think you know everyone is saying that and they're saying there's no way that the falcons can cover the six and a half the line i believe started out at three and a half three something like that and it's moved all the way to six and a half i i don't think that uh you know Vegas would have had that. It's it's like almost like another trap line, right? I don't think Vegas would have started it at three, had they thought that that was an unrealistic. Uh, so you're saying it's reverse recency bias? What? Recency bias is saying that because the Patriots the dominated, dominated last week. Saying you should use reverse recency bias. Recency bias would be saying, okay, the Falcons lost by 40 and the Patriots won by 30, so let's take the Patriots. That's recency bias. Right. That is using your brain to see what happened recently and then betting accordingly. Right. So So you're saying don't listen to recency bias. Exactly. I am trying to fade the recency bias. Fade whatever happened last week because in this league, in most leagues, in most situations, people look at the most recent game – and they think that is how this team is as a whole. Now, the problem with this is I don't trust the Falcons either. That's the whole the whole issue with the that's, whole thing. That's, that was your whole point the whole time? That was the punchline? What are we doing? But, and this is interesting. I heard this on a uh, on uh, Hammer Don. Um, so, originally earlier on in the day, 70% of the bets were on the Patriots and 85% of the money was on the Patriots. There's now 60% of the money tonight on the Falcons. That's 60% of people that are going to be unhappy at about 11.30. Maybe 9.30, because last game they played, I know recency bias shouldn't matter, but it does. Last game they played, 30 minutes in, they lost. So I'm just saying. I know. I I wonder if like one huge better came in and put all their money on the Falcons, or if like just a bunch of you know, higher betters came in and put on the Falcons. But for it to change that drastically in that small amount of time is kind of insane. That is bizarre. That is bizarre. Makes you makes you makes you assume it's one bet. There's no way a whole movement of people did that. Right. That's what you would think. But anyways, since I am in the minority, then why don't we look at for a group best bet taking uh Pat's Pat McAfee's super boost. What is minus it? five and a half? It is minus five and a half boosted to plus one hundred. Minus five and a half for the Patriots? Yes. 
So it's an alternate because it's six and a half, right? Right. Uh, yeah, I'm down with that. And it's boosted at plus 100, which is better odds than if you would have bet the minus six and a half. That's what I was going to say. Okay, I was going to say the chances they lose, they win by six compared to seven is rare. So we should just take it, but I guess you just answered my question there. Five and a half is a way better number. So to give you a, kind of an out, uh, it wasn't uh, known that Patterson was not going to be playing before the uh, six and a half discussion earlier today. But would your mind have been influenced by that? Is it going to play? It, it's, I don't even know if he's officially out yet, but we mentioned this earlier. He's still listed as questionable, recovering from a concussion. Um, and with it being a short week, and if you haven't cleared concussion protocol or been like officially cleared at this point, wouldn't you think that he's not going to play? I think that's a safe assumption. So... We we think he's not going to play. I don't know that it's official yet, and maybe maybe even once this goes official, maybe this line jumps up to nine and a half. But maybe this line is factored in with Patterson being out. Maybe that's what caused this line to move from the three three and a half to six and a half. I don't know, but uh, minus five and a half it is. I'm tr- let's. Uh, you want to get one from the NBA here, Connor? Yeah, uh, I was just looking at that. Uh, I really like your Warriors versus the Cavs bet. Yeah. Yeah. It's jumped up to nine and a half. Um, Has it really? Yeah. But the, the the thing with the Cavs is is that uh, they're, two of their top three players are out for sure, and they might even be out their top center as well tonight. Um, the Golden State Warriors have shown they can beat anyone, anywhere. Um, I, I mean, it's... Steph is playing. Yeah. I, it's it's crazy. Let me let me check the injury report. We're close enough, maybe to game time, that I can get an accurate injury report and give us give us an update here, real quick. I assume it's minus one ten. Yeah. Uh, my uh, yeah, minus one ten. Okay. So, for okay, so yeah, for Cleveland, their top their starting center is out, uh, and then two of their top three players are out. I mean, they're starting Ricky Rubio at point guard, and they're starting Kevin Love at center. So uh, I, I feel pretty good with Golden State, and Steph Curry is playing. So uh, I, I think Golden State minus whatever you want to take them at is a good bet. But they're at minus 9.5 right now at minus 110. Okay. Any, how do you any feel about – How do you feel about the uh, – Oh, I don't disagree. Sorry, I was, I was ready to move on. You, you were jumping the gun, <laughs> but I wanted to give Dez a chance to uh, give his input. I support it. I don't know enough to disagree. Okay, and then Connor, I don't have you a... wish poli- don't you wish politicians did that? Yes, that would be yeah. wonderful. But instead so of just automatically taking the opposite side and fighting it tooth and nail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Diz, I Diz for Senate. Diz and Connor, I may have a final group best bet for you. Now, how do we feel about the uh, Florida Panthers winning in regulation? That's not in the range, is it? It is at minus 130. I thought the I, odds would be worse than that, so I'm on board. I'm surprised they're there. Con- um, Connor has a uh, rebuttal or a suggestion. or I'm fine with it, but do we would we feel better about the Lightning over the Flyers? Minus I feel better about the over in these games, but that's just me. <laughs> overs. Over six and a half for the Panthers-Devils? Yes, Panthers average five goals a game. A week ago, yesterday, I put a hundred. No, Wait. it was like it was like it was over a week ago. I put over, I put a hundred dollars on the the over. As you guys know, that's. But I would do. I wouldn't put a hundred dollars. I about said I'd do it again. But <laughs> even though, even though it's six and a half, I think the Panthers are going to score at least four by themselves. They've done it in like seventy percent of their games or something, which is nuts. And uh, I believe the Devils are pretty good. That's why the value isn't great on the Panthers' money line. So I think it could be a shootout. Well, if, you, if it's going to be a shootout, then winning in regulation doesn't work. What do you mean? Winning in regulation, winning in 60 minutes, like cannot go to overtime. Like the Panthers just win in regulation. That's. Oh, is that why the value is so good? 
Yeah, Panthers money line is minus two ten. Okay, that's what I was. My bad. My bad. I missed that. But also, Diz, does it concern you at all that uh, Barkov is out? It is concerning, but um, he wasn't like he wasn't unbelievable. He's not like changed the game great. He's probably one of our best offensive threats, but we got a bunch of them. I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference. I, I and you and you got like the guys rallying behind him because he just got hurt. Like yeah. they'll probably stomp tonight. Do do I th- I think I feel more comfortable with either the over five and a half or the uh, lightning money line. The thing that worries me about the lightning isn't the lightning, but the Flyers. I still don't know what that Flyers team is. How are they at home? Do you know? I can do a quick check. Let me go to my sources. And it doesn't have to be those games. I would I would like for the third bet to be on the ice. Right, yeah, absolutely. Not if it not if we're making it on the ice just because. All right, let's see here. What are we looking at? Lightning flyers. Yeah. And you want to know how the lightning are, the flyers are at home or okay. So Yeah, the flyers. The flyers at home are 4-2 and 1 on the season. The lightning away from home are four one and one. Ooh. So slight edge to the lightning, but that could just be because uh, the Flyers have played more games at home than the Lightning have played on the road, and so there's a slight variance there. But uh, I mean, I do like Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky, how do you say that name, Diz? He's on mute, but Vasilevsky. He's he's the goalkeeper for the Lightning. He was electric in the playoffs. Um, he's locked down. If if we had to come down to it and choose a side, I think I think we go Lightning, and I I think I trust the Lightning to win more than seeing five and a half goals in that game. Any I'll let it go. I'll let it slide. I mean, Vasilevsky's a beast, but uh, I like either game. So whichever one you guys feel more strongly about, I feel confident about both of them that have been presented. If we're taking an over. I feel better about the Panthers, even though the numbers is six and a half. But I am okay with Lightning money line as well. You get better value with the over on the six and a half. Do it. All right. Diz says do it. It doesn't hit. Blame Diz. <laughs> Panthers over six and a half. It is. So as a recap for those listening. We're taking Pat's Super Boost, which is the Patriots minus five and a half, boosted to plus one hundred. We're taking the Warriors minus nine and a half versus the Cavaliers, and that is at minus one ten. And then we're taking the Panthers and the whoever they're playing Devils, uh, Devils over six and a half, currently at minus one oh four. So this on a scale of one to a hundred piece, how confident are you <laughs> in this over? <laughs> I'm about 65. Okay. All right. All right. We're, we're, we're cooking with gas. Oh. Hey, I passed classes with these, so that works for me. <laughs> also, for the record, as a group, we are down 2.09 units on best bets. We are slowly making our way back to even, but all it takes is for us to get a clean sweep, which is definitely happening tonight, to uh, get us back into even money. So we're right there, boys. We're right there. All right. All right, all that leaves us is the Hail Mary multi-sport parlay of the day. Now, first off, I do not have a Hail Mary same-game parlay. That is because there are too many unknown variables in this game tonight. I just don't feel great about it. I might just save it for Monday night. Also, I have no idea who's playing Monday night either. I should probably look into that. But I'm definitely not taking a risk-free Hail Mary same-game parlay for tonight's game. So we only have the one Hail Mary multi-sport parlay of the day. I have six in the NBA, and I have six on the ice for you fellas. Oh, it is $1 to win $725.95. I know what you're thinking. 12 legs, why do we not see better value? Well, in the NHL, I like to take the money line, and so that leads to some uh, lower odds on some of these legs. So that's why you don't see great value, but none of us would sneeze at taking $1 and turning it into 725 
So we'll start in the NBA. I got the Heat minus six and a half versus the Wizards. I got the Warriors minus nine versus the Cavs. I got the Spurs plus two versus the Timberwolves. I got the Clippers plus one versus the Grizzlies. I got the Nuggets minus seven and a half versus the 76ers. And then the Raptors plus ten and a half versus the Jazz. And then on the ice, I got the Maple Leaves money line versus the Rangers. Flames money line versus the Sabres. Panthers money line versus the Devils. Lightning money line versus the Flyers. Wild money line versus the Stars. And finally, Blue Jackets money line versus the Coyotes. So you're taking the uh, Spurs and Timberwolves game in there when you said you weren't 100%? Yeah. I mean, I again, I just I wanted to put it in there. But, yeah, I don't feel super fantastic about it. All right. Also, Diz, what would you have done if I would have said I took the Coyotes? Nothing? No? No comment? Did you not hear me? No, I did not hear you. I said I would have gone, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought about it. I looked at it, but uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't pull the trigger on it. But the Coyotes are coming off the, a win last game. so. Yeah, so shouldn't you fade them? Yes, that is correct. Okay. <laughs> By um, your logic. <laughs> also, also, we've been doing that with the Blackhawks, and the Blackhawks seem to keep winning somehow with this new interim head coach. So, uh, It's Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane did have a goal and assist in their last game that they won. So, I mean, Patrick Kane, comeback player of the year? I, I honestly don't know if he was hurt or just non-existent last year or what the case was. But if he was out all last season, and then he's putting up the numbers he's putting on, and like literally being the only thing the Blackhawks have, I mean, comeback player of the year is not—I don't think that's out of the question. Connor probably just wants him for MVP, even. No, I want him on the Kraken. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. All right, boys. Anything you guys need to get off your chest before we call it a day? What time is Football Friday tomorrow? Uh, we will discuss this that off the pod. I'm I'm not sure quite yet. Do you know when the earliest is you can do it, Diz? Or is it going to be another kind of like just riding by the seat of your pants? Should be four o'clock. I should be good. Okay, if we do it at four, uh, then we should be good in time for me to get to my event that I need to go or that I'm going to tomorrow night. So we'll plan on four for right now, barring any other uh, late developments. Sounds great. Final comment for me. Diz, it's great to have you back. Thank you, man. Holy, Monday was an absolute shit show. We're back. We're better than ever. Uh, but, yeah, we're good. I appreciate that comment. Let's go. Let's go, boys. Good to be back. Now you guys just need to start betting together because when you guys are in agreement on bets, which it sounds like you guys are on the Patriots tonight, uh, maybe, that, maybe that'll uh, re-spark I, some magic. I would hate to, like, clear my point even more, but I'm not betting for the Patriots. I'm betting against the Falcons. Let's make that very clear. That's fine, but either way, you're on the same bet on the same side. Correct. So Bet the other one together. That's Cut right. The pod. <laughs> We're not cutting the pod. We have some things to clear, clear up. But anyways. Uh, are are uh, we expecting to have a uh, special guest? We lost our green blob. Are we expecting to have a special guest tomorrow for Football Friday? Not that I am aware of. However, I did receive a text from said, uh, not the exact person, but uh, from someone we had on a previous pod last week. At, he, he just texted me during the pod. So uh, we, we could find out some more information later tonight, in which case there is a possibility of a special guest. But again, with the time being moved up, I don't know if that creates issues or not either. So, Okay. We shall see. Um, but thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Remember to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at SportsBetByDumb. Um, feel free to send us DMs, messages, uh, picks, advice, recommendations, how to make the show better, anything like that. We are still trying to grow. And, of course, with growing, that means some things need to change for the better. So we are always open to advice, recommendations, picks, any of that. Um Tomorrow is going to be a wonderful football Friday, so uh, enjoy tonight. What's going on? There's a lot going on. Basketball, football, 
um, hockey, you know, all kinds of stuff. But uh, just join us back here 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a wonderful episode for Football Friday. Peace.